Your business exists because you had the idea to start it. Everything begins in our minds. That's why your business results cannot outgrow your current level of thinking. Do you want to serve more clients, make more money, without working more or burning yourself out? Grow yourself first as a leader of your business, because that's who you are, a leader, even if you're the only person in your business right now. When you lead yourself first, the business results will always follow. My name is Maggie Perotkin. I'm an international business and leadership coach, an expert in business mindset, strategy, and high performance. I created the Diamond Effect podcast to help you elevate your thinking, expand your perspective, and through it, grow your business without overwhelm. So let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Diamond Effect Podcast, episode 62. So today we're continuing or making it more official, starting our September series about transformation and moving from your nine to five to working in your business full time. So whether you're just thinking about it or you have a side hustle that you've been really want to move it to nine to five, or even if you're full time in your business, there will still be good nuggets, golden nuggets to take it away from the next few episodes in September. But of course, for those of you who are either starting um, a business and still have a full-time job, part-time job, or you're just considering or you would love to start a business and you have a nine-to-five and you have that fear of, well, you know, what if I leave my stability and so on, then definitely the next three to four episodes are for you. And today I want to talk about making the decision to leave your nine to five and kind of the stages that I went through that I believe a lot of people go through, if not three, then at least two of those stages that I'm going to talk about. Um, And those stages and decisions are really kind of like a transformation that you go through as a person who part of their self-identity is still an employee of a business, and then you're transforming that into a business owner, into owning a business and being the leader of your own business. So that transformation, again, we'll talk about it in the next three three or four episodes, different aspects of it. But today we'll talk about like stages of making that decision and I'll give you my own example, okay? So so there is, of course, a difference when you start a business on the side and run it on the side alongside your job as opposed to, to, let's say, quitting your job and then starting your business. Now, the transformation in your mindset still is similar. And there are still things like, again, everything we talk about will apply. 
But in my case, this was in a nutshell, I started a business on the side, I ran it along my corporate job for about two and a half years, and then decided to quit. And I will share with you that journey. Because it had those three stages of the decision making. So the first stage was just to the decision to start a business, like opening my mind to other possibilities of me fulfilling my part of my life as a professional and, you know, helping contributing to the society, not as an employee, but as a business owner and producing enough income to potentially live off of it, right? And doing what I love fully. So that was the first stage. The second stage was as I was growing my business, it was still sort of a side thing, right? It was to an extent for the first couple of years, it was a hobby. My job was still more important than my business, even though I was pretty serious about my business, I was growing it, helping clients, my clients were getting results, right? So then there was this transformation decision to actually make my business a priority and decide truly to leave the nine to five and in order to be full-time in my business. So not treat it anymore as a side hustle or something um, or a second thought after putting my job first, but reversing that, okay? And then this third stage or the final stage was to actually leave my nine to five, right? So to actually leave, give notice to my boss, so follow through with what I was wanting to do, but follow through with action and cut that cord of perceived stability, of income, of benefits, and so on, right? And then the fourth stage that I'm still in is the transformation that happened afterwards. And I will also share that in this series. And probably you'll hear a little bit more about it, like even in January, because as that transformation happens, there's things that I notice. And I'm sure there's things that I will still experience this year that I haven't experienced. Okay. So in a nutshell, that was a journey over three years. And there's a lot to cover. That's why I'm splitting it and making it a series. But today's episode will be mostly about those decisions and mindset around those decisions where there were definitely feeling of fear and uncertainty and that moving to confidence in myself, belief 100% that I can do it, and then calm and peace of putting my notice in and no longer feeling fear and so on, okay? You might be a little bit different in the decision, in the way you started your business, in the way you're running your business and so on. But as I said, some of it will be relevant. So let's start with stage one. So for me, the decision to start my business came from a burnt out. It was a situational, let's say it was a situation that created it. It wasn't something systemic in my company. My company, the one that I worked with, was a pretty good employer, I have to say. But in that time, 
it will be almost five years ago. Like I've been talking about it for a while. So now I'm getting, I think it was about definitely four and a half years ago at that time, a situation was created, you know, people make mistakes, companies make mistakes too, where um, in that's me working in that situation, I actually burnt out. And that created anger in me to the point where it made me think, I always joke, what do you want to do when you grow up? (laughs) Although I was, I think, 39 at the time. Um, What do you want to do when you grow up? But it really made me think about how do I want my professional life to develop, not only in the next six months in a year, but in the next five, 10, 15 years, okay? And my professional development, my professional career is important to me. Um, I really look at myself and even my clients holistically as human beings. So therefore, you know, personal life and professional life and finances and spirituality and body health and mental health are all important, right? So I never like to do a job that I hated or a job that I was bored in and so on. Whenever I found myself in situations like that, I would leave, I would change the job, I would change what I was doing and so on, right? Change the relationship I was in and things like that. If I couldn't make it to sort of be what I really needed, needed it to be, right? And change myself along the process as well. So in that situation, What happened is two of my important parts of my life collided, right? My professional life that was demanding of me too much and was eating away on my personal life and my family. And at that time, my kids were very little. And that created a collision that made me think. And I want to say that it's funny because not that long ago, like I think two weeks ago, I was networking and there was this new person, the new gentleman in the networking group that I belong to. And we were in the breakout group together. We were talking about, you know, what he was doing and so on. And he's like the professional, not even palm reader, because he his approach to looking at people's hands and so on is very scientific. It's the, your, you know, the what does it say? The shape of your hands, the length of your fingers and so on. Anyhow, so he gave me like a little taste of what he does. And not knowing much about me, what he says is that for me, my ideals are always more important than my ambition. So even though I'm a very ambitious and driven person, but when that becomes or comes in conflict with my ideals, meaning my values, then ambition, I always, ambition gives in. My values are more important. And it's so true. I was shocked how true it was about me. And in the situation of my burnt out and starting my business, this is exactly what happened, right? I am very ambitious. That's why I think I had a good career in the corporate world. But in that moment, that ambition collided with the ideal of value of family and spending quality time. And I said, no, 
that cannot happen. I need to change something about it, right? So my decision, again, as I said, to start a business came out from this situation. And I started running my business and the situation that actually created burned out very quickly after that um, changed. My company realized that they made some mistakes that they needed to fix them. And they changed people in leadership above me. New leaders came in and they asked me to help them to fix whatever was broken over the, the few months that, that weren't so fun. I actually gotten promotion. I was able to set boundaries and tell my superiors that I can help them fix, but I'm never going to work this way again, that I'm establishing boundaries and I'm going to be very strict about them and so on. They agreed to all of this. This was actually before I started my business. So officially, I just had an idea. And also that situation made me think that I want to do something for me. So like business is one thing, but also the second part was to enroll in an executive MBA. So doing that was on my bucket list for many, many years. I always wanted to do an executive MBA. I love business. I love learning. And I want to sort of refresh my studies because, you know, even though I had a master's degree in international relations and some business, but I just wanted to do more and know more about business and so on. So I started that. And then once I enrolled into MBA, I actually started my business a bit later, officially started my business, um, like three months later or something. Okay. Um, and so now you we're getting into stage two, when I'm doing my professional career with a new role and promotion, my MBA and my business all at the same time and spending quality time making sure that I have time for my kids, my family, and myself. Now, before we get to that stage, so stage two, what I wanted to say is that sometimes, and that's what I want you to think about is if you are running both, maybe you have, again, a job and your business, maybe you have a part-time job and your business and they're kind of equal, but you're not sure you would like to grow your business to, to, you're not sure where you want to go at this point. What works always for me is imagine yourself in five years from now, 10 years from now, even 20 years from now in two situations. First is doing what you're doing now and just progressing and kind of staying more or less the same. Or even if you're growing, but like taking both paths or taking the path you're on now. And what do you see? How do you feel? Are you excited about that path and you creating the life and being who you would be in 10, 20 years? Because when I did that exercise to decide if, I want to continue in the corporate world or no, my answer was very clear. I did not want to continue for the next 20 years in the corporate world because 
what I realized at 3940 was that I have another 20, 25 years of career, which is actually more to what I have done this for. Because if I was, let's say, 24 when I finished my master's degree and my master's, my study, my university, and started really working full time, you know, not kind of side jobs and side hustles in the corporate world, then I only, up until that moment, I only had, let's say, 16, 15 years of career. So I actually had more career ahead of me. And that's funny because sometimes we think, oh, you're 40 and it goes downhill from there. (laughs) That's what we think. I'm just going to wait till retirement. Meanwhile, you actually have more life ahead of you than you've had so far if you don't count your childhood and you know, professional life, let's just say childhood or teenage years or university years. So, so yeah, so think about that. And if you're like, yeah, wherever I am on the path now, and I can totally see myself just growing 20 years on similar path, but just being bigger or whatever in 20 years, that's great. But if the answer is like mine was like, no, 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 I can't see myself doing both or going in this direction or that I really want to go in that direction, that can be that starting point of making that transformation for you. Okay. So... So that decision, that that exercise and so on, created like open a probability for me to start something new, right? And you know when you when you think about change and what prompts people to change. So you not a lot of you know that, but like I'm like a certified certified. I don't even know what the title was after I've done this certification, but it's a certified change agent or something. So helping people change and helping people go through transformations and so on. I did that not that long before I left my corporate career. So people, the trigger for people to change is when the current situation or staying in the current situation is more painful that embracing something new, embracing unknown and so on, right? That's what, that's when our mind is more open to change. And that was me in that situation. Being burnt out was no longer tolerable and my mind open to consider other possibilities, right? This triggered my shift towards the possibility of actually being a business owner, even though I didn't have a proof that that could be successful. I, you know, yes, I had like a mini business in my university years where I was tutoring the kids and I built it from the ground in the big city that I moved into, not knowing anybody, not having network. And I, you know, I started with one child and had a few of them by the time I graduated. And when I was actually moving to Canada, I passed on my students to my sister, who is five years younger. So she was like still into her university years. So I kind of passed on my business to her. But after that, I was always working for somebody. And yes, some of the my jobs or companies I work for were more entrepreneurial than others, but I wasn't the sole decision maker, right? So now we're moving on to the second stage. So I made a decision. 
I officially started my business. I started, you know, growing it and marketing and so on. I was doing my MBA. I also realized that I actually didn't have network. Just like with my tutoring mini business, when I moved from small town, I came from to the big city, not knowing anybody, I realized that because I'm an immigrant to Canada and the because in my corporate world, I never really networked that much. So I was just going to work, doing my work, you know, yes, building relationship within the company that I worked for to, you know, within my team or outside of departments, but nothing outside of it. I realized by starting my business like that, I do not know anybody. I couldn't go to my friends and say, hey, you know, I'm starting this new gig. Who do you know that maybe might need my help or so on? My family's all in Europe and they don't, you know, not all of them speak English. So I was really starting from zero. So I realized, okay, I have to grow, right? So I was doing all those three things at the same time with the help of high performance habits because all along before that, throughout my burned out, I actually went through like a 12-week coaching for high performance. And that allowed me to, you know, change the way I operate, to really focus, to really eliminate anything that wasn't important to me, to get even more organized. I'm usually an organized person, but those high performance habits really change my life. That's why I'm so passionate about them. That's why I teach my clients to them. But that container, putting myself, as my husband says, like doing that power move and doing those three, let's say, professional things at the same time, not only forced me to laser focus and didn't leave any room for distractions or shiny object syndromes and so on, but it also allowed me to safely explore the possibility of my business working out, right? It forced the focus, prioritization, and so on. I was able to a, apply what I was learning even in my, you know, uh, MBA to my corporate job, to my business, and then find the pockets of time where I could network, market my business, be visible, and so on. Now, throughout that time, as I was building sort of my proof of concept that my business can work out, I was signing the first client and the second and so on, and they started getting results. And I was starting being, seeing, you know, also understanding the coaching business and how big it was and the possibilities it offered, which I didn't know anything about that before starting. I knew, of course, coaches existed. That's why I came up with an idea. But I never really explored how big the industry was. Um, it's sort of as I was doing that, my confidence was growing, okay? Even though it was still the stage where business came second, right? So my, actually, second and third, it was switching the thing. The priority was 
my job, my team, uh, because it, we were also going through like a huge two-year-long project, technology project we were changing, and it was impacting my team a lot. So I really had to focus and support them and help them uh, to go through that. So that was the priority. And then when it was school time and learning, that was the second priority business third. But when I had breaks in between my semesters and any little, you know, time or maybe I learned something faster than I thought, then business came second and school came third. So it wasn't still like, oh, okay, I'm the CEO, business comes first. I need to get it to the point where I can leave, right? So it was not there. But again, as I said, proof of concept and growing my own confidence into that, A, this can work and B, I can do it. Okay. I can run a successful business and so on. Now, this is happening very shortly before COVID. And then when COVID started, it actually helped because it given me additional time that I didn't have when I started all this. And that additional time was the time of commute that, you know, Toronto is a big city, anywhere here you go, it's, you know, it can take you some time. And for me, that was like at least three hours a day of commuting back and forth to the office, picking up the kids sometimes from daycare, sometimes it was my husband who is picking them up, dropping them at daycare and so on. So that was a huge chunk of time, especially when you're very effective with it and you're not wasting a lot of it. That's what you can do with three hours a day is humongous. So that helped a lot in adding the time that I could spend growing my business. Okay. So now we're moving into, so as my confidence grew, it doesn't mean that it eliminated the fear of actually making the decision to leave. Okay. I was very successful in my corporate career. And I am a person of, you know, internal integrity where doing a good job is important to me. So if I committed and I took that, I took that uh, promotion, I was fully committed to, you know, being successful with the new position. So I was doing well in the new position and I was coming to a time where, let's say I was, I was, even my boss was thinking about maybe me moving to a higher position and promoting me or, you know, within looking for something in the company and so on. And that was also on my mind that, okay, I could grow and get promoted again, or I can leave that safe question. And my company has been doing well, so there wasn't any in how do you say immediate threat of me losing my job right so I can go into that safe kind of environment continue grow make more money blah 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 or I can leave it because I definitely didn't want to wait for you know ho or hope 
which is not nice to do, but hope for my company not to do well and having to cut people because that hasn't happened in 13 years of my career. So that's, that wasn't, you know, I didn't want to go into that road of wishful thinking or actually decide and give my notice and leave. So it took me at least six months to overcome the fear consider a bunch of stuff like finances, family, how would we bootstrap me losing my six-figure income, right? Not losing, but saying no to the six-figure income I was getting in my job and focusing full-time on my business that wasn't generating yet that amount. It was pretty scary. However, during that time, I made a mini micro decision, the first step to make my business the priority. So my MBA, I graduated from my MBA, so that was done. And now I had only professional, you know, my job and my business. And up to that point, what was happening again, my job was a priority. So even if there was a need sometimes to stay later or have a meeting outside of business hours and so on, that would always take priority. I would say yes to that and so on. And and through that, my business took the backstage, right? So that mini decision was to flip that to, of course, yes, focus on my job when it's with this job time. But the moment my hours finished, my business took priority. So now I started saying no to late meetings and no to staying late and no to all of that because I was fully committed to building momentum in my business and getting myself ready to when I would have left. Okay. So as I said, getting to decision to leave or give my notice, it took me about six months. Now, there was other circumstances that helped. So sometimes like, you know, everything aligns, right, for you um, in your world and the universe is just telling you this is the right time. So as I was saying, I was graduating from an MBA and also as COVID was finishing up, my company was starting to say, talking about coming back to the office and so on. And for me, I definitely did not want to give up my three hours every day of save time to be going back into that rhythm of driving and driving back and stress that this was creating, okay? So by the time I actually gave notice to my boss, I wasn't scared anymore. Yes, it took me six months of mindset work and preparation and belief and of course growing and so on and figuring out the finances and all that that came into being in peace with that decision, not being scared anymore and being 100% confident in it. And I wanted to get to that point because it was also, I thought it was fair for my employer, my boss, and my team, 
right? Like imagine me telling them, hey, I'm leaving, but I'm not sure. Maybe I'll be back. Maybe I won't and so on and giving them false hope or flip-flopping. That's not what leaders do. <laughs> we make decisions and we 100% we commit and we follow through with, with action, okay? So you want it to respect also like other people and so on. So when I did that, I had no fear. Yes, I was emotional about leaving the people that I really worked well and knowing that I'm not going to see them every day as I used to and so on, right? It's just like when I was moving to Canada, I was excited about my next move. But of course, I was sad because my family was staying there and I knew I wouldn't see them as often as I used to. But I knew that was decision, the best decision for me and that it would create the life that I want. And it's the same with my business. So if you're running your business on the side right now and you're thinking about leaving, okay, here's what you want to think about two questions outside of practical considerations that we'll cover in the other episodes that are coming up this month. First of all, Right now, is your business for you more like a hobby, like a side hustle that you enjoy and also you enjoy your kind of your job and you enjoy doing both? Or are you treating it as your next career opportunity, right? And if you is a hobby, would you want it to become a career opportunity? Okay. Because there isn't right or wrong answer here. If not, that's okay. Then you can just decide you will run it on the side as a hobby and then just be okay with it. Don't let your brain indulge, but I could do this or I could do that or I could do this, right? But if you're considering as a career opportunity, then listen to all these podcasts, (laughs) (laughs) but also start thinking intentionally about the transformation that you will need to go through in order to make it happen, okay? Question number two to consider. Do you believe that you can make this business successful, okay? On a scale of one to 10, where are you with that belief? Meaning zero or one, not at all. I don't believe it. And I mean successful full-time. Okay, so let's just think full-time. Five, it's kind of possible. Or 10, I'm 100% confident it's inevitable. Okay, so where are you on that scale of one to 10? And if it's not a 10, what would you need to do? Who you would need to become for it to be a 10, to make it a 10? Okay, those are your things to ponder and think about. Those are your questions to to think about for the next week. Now, what I want to also ask you, if you're listening to it and you're enjoying it and you know other people in your network who are in a corporate or in any nine to five, not even in corporate, maybe working for a small business, but thinking about starting their own business or they have a side hustle and they've been telling you they want to make it full time and leave their job, please invite them to listen to this podcast. I would really appreciate it. The more people we can help, the better. 
All right. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the next episode in this series. Bye. Thank you for listening today. If this podcast resonated with you, please come back. Also, you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening. And if you have a suggestion, question, or a topic you would like me to talk about, let's get in touch via email. Email me at maggie at starwaytoleadership.com. See you in the next episode.